0: You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Nathan Long. I'm joined today once again by Tyler Viso. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. Been watching a lot of Olympics. I don't think I've left my couch very much. Um, the only issue is the time zones, because that's terrible.
1: Yeah, dude, that's awful.
0: Uh, most of the day, you know, when they're actually doing uh, Olympic stuff, I'm asleep, which is not fun. So yeah. I, just, I just rewatch it in the morning, essentially. All right. Well, today's going to be a bit of a variety show. Uh, we, there's been a ton of sports news this week. Like, it's been absurd with how much stuff has been going on. Um, were you surprised at the sheer amount of stuff going on right now?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, considering it's July, but I guess camps. July about to start is usually up.
0: boring, you know.
1: Well, camp's about to start up for the NFL and college, so you know, like people are talking about random things. I guess I'm not too shocked. The Olympics make it better.
0: Yeah, you know that that being that existing makes life better. Um, well, we're not going to have much time to talk about everything, so we're going to kind of do a brief flyby of all the topics. We'll start in the NBA with the finals and the recent Pell's news, and then discussing the draft on Thursday, the NBA draft. And then we'll briefly talk about the Olympics and end with the bombshell of Oklahoma and Texas planning on joining the Southeastern Conference. We'll start with the finals, though. The Milwaukee Bucks took home their first championship in 50 years, defeating the Phoenix Suns in six games. Firstly, we were totally wrong. We were. Yeah. You said Suns in six. I said Suns in seven, I think. So we were both wrong. We both expected Suns to come out on top. How good was Giannis in the
1: finals? He went off in the in the game six. He, look, he dominated that game. And you knew that, like, he was the guy at Milwaukee to take over. You never expected Drew Holiday to go out and, like, mm-hmm. drop 60. But you did expect it from Giannis. And the Suns had no answer. They kept fouling him, and um, they couldn't do anything. Aiton could him.
0: could do nothing.
1: Yeah, he he almost fouled out the game, mm-hmm. and like Booker was ice cold, and like you could tell it was about four minutes left in the game when it was it was like a six point game. So it wasn't like it was like far off. If Booker catches fire, you go game seven, and that's a fact. But the fact that like Giannis couldn't be stopped and Booker was ice cold was just the perfect storm of like. It's over. We ended the series in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he gave one of the all-time finals' performance. He was great. The entire playoffs. It he wasn't really even was. just. I mean, I don't. I don't know the exact averages, but it felt like he averaged thirty-five a
1: game. Look, you got to give hats off to Milwaukee, though. Down oh two. Won four straight. Unbelievable. That's impressive. That's very impressive. That's awesome. Good for them. I'm happy for them.
0: This is a crazy hypothetical, but if Giannis would retire tomorrow, is he already a Hall of Famer? He's an oh, NBA yeah. champion, two-time MVP, Defense Player of the Year, five-time All-NBA five time all star i mean yeah
1: he yeah. he i mean people get in with lesser careers than that yeah. so and he look that guy is generational talent mm-hmm. for them to get that pick to this day they like showed a little like when you know he used to be they do like those story things mm-hmm. and they were talking about Milwaukee picking him and how like the hawks wanted to get him and like a bunch of teams wanted him but they couldn't pull the, the trigger the pelicans were interested in him yeah that they couldn't pull the trigger because um he was like that was before you really had like foreign talent really enter the nba like that all you really had was like Ginobili and, Ginobili. and like Patty Dirk. Mills and Dirk. And like there weren't, that was a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And it's not it was, like Greece
0: is very well known for their basketball. And he now,
1: was a raw prospect. Probably. And now they, they got three in the NBA right now. And the younger, uh, the youngest one, is, might all be three on the of NBA. them are NBA champions. There's right a now. fourth one. And he's, yeah, being Alex yeah, Campo. He's, he's looking to be drafted now. Of course. I mean, I mean, he's got the bloodline of that guy and the potentials there yeah. every day of the week. Um, where do the Suns
0: go from here? Because this kind of felt like it was their year.
1: I don't know. Chris I think Paul's a free agent. I, so. I think that I think that if Booker wants to win a championship, he has to leave the Suns now. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that that was uh, that was your that was your last ride. That was your swan song. I just don't think that the championship. I don't think you're ever going to have that again at in Phoenix. The pieces are still good, but I don't think you're going to have it. it so I, think, I
0: agree. I think they can try to run it back. It's just really difficult. You know, yeah, you I don't, you like don't have odds. certain things break your way. I mean, it's a game. You know, it's this football, but it goes for basketball. This is a game of inches. You know, the, the Bucks won an, uh, won the championship after Kevin Durant stepped on the three point line, uh, by literal like centimeters. So, like yeah. crazy stuff happens. That's
1: how it works. And I think that the NBA really is getting more well rounded these days. I and agree. I think that the I think that a lot of teams are getting better. So I, I don't know. I think that that really was your one shot this year.
0: As a Pelicans fan, how good did it feel to watch Drew win a ring? Win a ring, and how bad did it feel to watch Chris not win a ring?
1: I wanted Chris Paul to win one because I think that that would have really solidified his career. His legacy would have made him a lot. It would have made me feel a little bit better. But I'm happy for Drew Holiday. But I mean, hey,
0: one of the first things he thanks was the Pelicans.
1: The the, the to clarify though, without Drew Holiday, Bucks probably don't win. No, 100%. they probably don't even he make it down. Chris Paul. Exactly.
0: They literally their whole strategy, and I think games five and six was whoever Drew Holiday is on, they don't touch the ball that possession.
1: Yeah, and like that's that's the thing. So I mean, him thanking the Pelicans is about right because. Um,
0: we did I mean, him
1: right. He, no, we did him. I mean, we said that JJ guy up Reddick for everything. J Reddick can suck it.
0: That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I felt really bad for Chris, though. Although as the series went on, he he kind of came off as as a whiner. And, he was mad and kind of cocky. So I think he was
1: frustrated because he's I think done that's why I this. too. I think he's done this so many times and he's played the same song and dance so many times, and it's just like, man, I can't catch a break. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, as a uh, as a Pels fan though, we are a small market team. I think we're actually the second smallest market in the league. Uh, I think ahead of Sacramento. How good does it feel to watch another small market team win?
1: It makes you feel like there's hope. Yeah, That's about all I have. To, there I have isn't. To say there
0: that. isn't very much. I I did the math, and it's essentially what you have to do is you have to you know you have to draft basically perfectly, and you yeah. have to make smart trades. You can't just LeBron wants to make movies, so now the Lakers are good. Like that—that that doesn't happen anymore. And then you have his agent strong arm a small market team. You can't yeah, do that. With that a small would never market.
1: happen to you. You just don't have the money. And yeah, you
0: don't have the money. You don't have the clout. You don't have the city. You don't have the the glamour.
1: I to this very moment, though. I mean, look at the New Orleans Saints. Though, if you—it's different in the NFL, man. But it's it, different. but like no, but about like the fans and like getting a getting a team, getting a city hyped about it. Though, if you win the games, the people will come.
0: Look, I'll tell you, I went to the Zion, you know, draft party, and that was. Insane! I went to the the Zion opening night, and that was nuts. So like the first Zion game, and when they swept so like the when, Trailblazers, yeah, uh, you watched that game. I mean that there was, was not electric. an empty seat in that house. So
1: like you can you can building. get yourself to be good enough, and I mean you can you can be good enough. Mm-hmm. I really do think that I think it takes really like you said perfection in drafting. Just, that's that's, that's it. what the Bucks did though, yeah, pretty you, much. And then they made one or two pieces for a like couple po- for for Brooke, like yeah,
0: Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday.
1: And those aren't like superstars, by the PJ way. P.J. Tucker. Those were those were those were like just like team element pieces. Like mm-hmm. you got a defensive guy, you got a good rebounder side Giannis, who can still score. And I mean, like find the pieces that fit. Yeah, it's got to play moves. to your game. It's so I d- mean,
0: look as much as I make fun of old GM for Dell, d- you know, for the Pelicans Dell Demps, he made some good trades in his day. Boogie Cousins, I know we look back on it differently because he got hurt, but that was a good trade. Oh yeah, and then and then Nikola Mirotic and Drew Holiday. So
1: hey he could trade. You've won and I mean look at all the look at all the assets you got for AD, the guy who didn't want to play for your team and you traded him for all those assets. So at the end of the day, I mean, the Pelicans can do it. I do believe that. I mm-hmm. think. I don't know. I hope so. I believe it though.
0: Uh, well, let's talk about the Pelicans more specifically because we kind of have to we have a lot of news to talk about. We'll start with the which I think is the biggest news for the Pels and that's their new head coach. The Pels have found their replacement to Stan Van Gundy. Uh, Stan Van Gundy and Phoenix Suns assistant coach Willie Green. Uh, the deal has essentially been done for weeks. We've known about this forever, but they had to wait until the finals were over to make it official. Um, Some Pels fans may remember Willie Green as he spent a brief time with the Hornets in, I think, 2011. I believe so. Uh, But since then, he's served as an assistant in Golden State and Phoenix, a.k.a. good organizations. Uh, What was your initial reaction to seeing this hire or hearing about this hire? Because we knew about it for a long
1: time. Well, I mean, I like the hire because you got a guy from a winning program. You didn't just go hire... Dude, like a guy off the street,
0: dude, who was doing TV at the time.
1: Yeah, like exactly, and it made that still kind of frustrates me. I got but the you, move at the time, but, but now looking got, back, it does. But you, look bad. but the good news is, you got a guy who said, "Okay, I've been to championships, I've won championships, I've been all mm-hmm. around. Here's what I learned." And let's get better from it and like here's like here's how we're gonna do it and he's learned from awesome coaches so yeah I
0: love it you know under under Kerr in uh, in Golden State and then under Monty in um, Phoenix so he's he's been under some great guys uh, and I also think it was important that he was a player I think that's something that was important to the Pels. Um do you agree uh, oh yeah that they played a Yeah, I think that was a great move. I think that
1: him and, like, him getting along with players, because that was, like, one of the biggest gripes with Van Gundy. Yeah, uh, yeah, with Van Gundy. So it kind of, like, this makes it a lot better, I think. Look,
0: and, you know, getting along with players is a big deal. Alvin Gentry, you know, for the Pels for years, terrible coach, but he got along with his players. His players loved him. Any player who played under Alvin Gentry will tell you how much they loved him. Um, So hopefully, you know, we can have a guy who can win and get loved by his players. That would be be, nice. That would would be nice. What a concept. Um, was there anybody else you heard in the rumor mill that you would have preferred? It was not was really the guy from Charles the, Lee, from yeah, the Bucks. from
1: the Bucks, which also like came from a winning program. Yeah. I was okay with that. I
0: was okay with that, but as soon as Willie Green's name entered the discussion, I was like, "That's who I want." So got got the best candidate. Yeah, they. I think
1: I think they won this battle, and I think they did a good job. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for it.
0: Well, that wasn't the only recent Pelicans news, as the Pelicans have made a trade, kind of the first big trade of the offseason. The Pelicans traded away Eric Bledsoe, uh, Steven Adams, the number 10 overall pick, a top 10 protected 2022 first round pick from the Lakers, and the number 40 pick in exchange for Jonas Valanciunas. I'm sorry, Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas I found out that's how it's pronounced. It's Jonas. <laughs> um, the number 17 overall pick and the number 51 pick. Um, how good was it for the Pelicans to get out of the contracts of Adams and Bledsoe as it opened up? Like, oh, that was bolt, awesome ton news. Of cap space.
1: And that's yeah, for sure that was really good news. But I think also, I think they knew that they I think they, the good news is I think that they got a guy that they really want I and agree. I think he was lower on the list. So they said, "Why don't we go get someone that we don't that we need but not like draftable?" So they went and got uh Valentin, was- yeah. Yeah. And they went and got him. Which made it a lot better, and now like I think they're gonna zero in on this guy on Thursday, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be all right.
0: Um, you know, this helps with potential free agents. There's been a ton of rumors about Kyle Lowry potentially being someone they would go after. The 36 year old veteran from Toronto who won a championship there with Kawhi, uh, or you know, smaller names like Duncan Robinson, Spencer Dinwiddie's kind of a big name right now. If they don't get Kyle Lowry, it seems like they're gonna go heavily for Spencer from Brooklyn, um, but. What exactly do you think Jonas Valentinus brings to this team?
1: I think I think he's pretty good and I think he's a what, he's a power forward or he's a center? No, he's, center? Center. he's center? a center. He's a center who can shoot. So I like that. I like that he can shoot cuz that's something that we definitely cuz like we need a guy that can basically Kind of bounce off lane. of Zion. He can and, clear the
0: lane, not and, be in his way.
1: Yeah, and he won't just be like a guy who just runs out of the lane and they like don't look at him because he can shoot. So that actually, that's yeah, a like good he's not
0: up. a guy that shoots. You know, he doesn't shoot like three threes a game or anything. But if you leave him open, he'll he'll shoot it. So that's that's kind of a that a makes big him dangerous. The, and he shoots at like a thirty five percent clip, which for a center is very awesome. good. And anything and I think from like seventeen feet and beyond you know, not including three-point, it's like he shoots, like, 50-something percent. So Which, like, that's he can, perfect. He can make some deep med range. See, you know. that's
1: perfect for Zion, though, because he's such a lane guy mm-hmm. that if he clears out the lane, he's going to take a guy with him because if you leave him open, he's going to drop 50 on you. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to make those all day long, so it's perfect.
0: Uh, who do you think won this trade?
1: I think, depending on mm, who we draft and how it fits in the team— so that's kind of like, you know, I can't really see. tell you right now. It's kind of a wait-and-see thing, but if the Pelicans get who they want and it's, like, their guy who they trust and he turns out to be a superstar, then, like, 100% you won because if you were going to go and, like, you were going to not even—it wasn't a reach, but, like, you go down in the order and you don't even pick a guy that is in his draft value, then it wouldn't matter. I think the Pelicans
0: won this. I think Twitter mostly agrees with this, too. Because so the Grizzlies get rid of Jonas Valanciunas, who was their best, their second best player last year, because Jaron Jackson Jr. was hurt most of the year. So after John Moran, it was Jonas Valanciunas. He played a huge role in getting the Memphis into the playoffs. Um, I just don't understand this. I understand the fit. I, I think Steven Adams actually fits better with the Grizzlies than you know he does with the Pelicans. So I think that makes sense. But taking on huge money. You know, with Adams and and Bledsoe, and then only moving up ten spots. You know, historically, if you're not picking in the top five, everything else behind that, total crapshoot.
1: Yeah, it kind of it kind of goes to like just meh, like nothing great.
0: So like, unless they use this pick to move up even more, to somewhere closer to five or maybe even in the top five. I don't get this move very much. You were in the playoffs last year. You're going to take a step back. You just traded your second best player. He's really your third best player because Jaron Jackson was hurt. But I don't understand it very much. At I think all. that.
1: Overall, I think they're going to get rid of Bledsoe probably. They're going to buy him
0: out or find a way to dump him to another team. But Yeah,
1: but I just, I don't think, I mean, you look at the top five, I don't think any of those guys are giving up their position right now. I so you're not so even going to get there. And then you move up, so you move up four spots. You're at 10, so you got, you know, six, seven, eight, nine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't think your odds are that great with either of, any of those teams either. So it's like, I don't know, you could maybe argue with Golden State at 7, because they, I mean, they're still a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like they still got their two best players. They've just been injured for so long that you kind of make them think like they're not in it, but they're 100% in it. So I just don't know if they're going to get like upgraded from there. I think 10 wow. was your best bet.
0: Yeah. Um, there was also talk after this trade went down that the Pels apparently are trying to re-sign Josh Hart. Um, if they don't re-sign or they release their cap holds over Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball who are both uh, free agents, they're restricted free agents this year, um, they would free up like $36 million in cap space, which is huge. But there are rumors that they're going to bring back Josh Hart, um, which I thought was a little strange because he got hurt, right? And then all of a sudden Najee Marshall comes out of nowhere, undrafted guy who basically plays the same role as a as a kind of a spark guy who, you know, gives you 110%, likes to rebound, solid shooter. Um do you think the Pels should resign Josh? I mean
1: Yeah, I guess so. I don't see why not. I say for the right price. If if he Yeah, okay. If he, yeah.
0: I, if he's getting more than ten million a year, bye bye. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think you'd have to go in and negotiate with him. I agree with that. I think that I think that he's a good player and I think that he brings like a good, a good team morale person. And I think he's like good with players. He's fun as guy. an older guy. And so I like him for that role, but I mean, like, as, like, a starter and whatnot, then, like, I don't know if I... Well,
0: I don't think he would be the starter, so let's say they do go for a point guard, right, so they sign Spencer Dinwiddie, which I kind of think is the most realistic option, um, and then your next year, your starting lineup is now Spencer Dinwiddie, um, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who almost certainly will be the starter, unless something crazy happens, uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion, and Jonas Valanciunas, and you're backups are Najee and Kyra and Josh and Kispert and Jackson Hayes I like that team
1: and then I mean you're still haven't even but think about this you still haven't even got your draft pick yet mm-hmm. you're, you're that's what I was saying I said Kispert because oh, that's okay, who Kispert. I think okay. that's what that's my guess okay there you go then you're right so I mean you go with that then that's not a that's not a bad lineup I think that's a team that can win games I think that's a team that helps Zion be like you know the focal point it's of a the much offense. better
0: shooting team that's why I said Kispert <laughs> um yeah
1: because you you do need a shooter
0: um, yeah, so I guess that's all we'll talk about with the Pels, uh, recent moves, but we're still going to talk about the NBA because we're going to talk about the draft, which will be, which will be on Thursday, the day that this is posted. Um, first we'll start with the basically slam dunk. We all know it's going to happen. Number one overall pick, uh, Cade Cunningham this past year at Oklahoma State, 20 points a game, six rebounds, three assists, shot 40, 43, 40, and 84. Uh, how good is he?
1: He was pretty good at Oklahoma State. I remember, I remember watching him a couple times, and like he was a guy that could definitely bring you back into the ball game. He like, was if that he got whole hot, team, man. Yeah, but like he if was he got, that whole. That was the team. thing, though. But like they could be down by however many points. I mean, some like not ungodly number, but like if they were down like ten, 10 or something. Points. He could pull you back into the game, and like that's the good. That's so that's good for Detroit, which I'm, I'm happy for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a bunch of like memes about like Detroit being bad. I'm like, Detroit's a three time championship team what are you, well, talk- yeah, okay, what are you but- talking about like I mean I know they haven't been good recently but they had one of the most fun championship teams of all time with the 2004 team Um yeah but I'm happy that Cade Cunningham's gonna go to Detroit it could have been worse he could have gone to the Pelicans that, that would have been fun <laughs> that would have been fun for me not a lot of people in the league Um at 17 um is that's where the Pelicans sit right now who knows maybe they do something else crazier and they move back are, are there any prospects you think the Pels should look at at 17?
1: The only person I want them to get is Cam Thomas. You're damn right. Yeah, that's the only person I want, honestly. That's, if I'm being completely honest with you, that would one. be the most fun. That would That's like the Homer move, though. But I don't know. Hey,
0: look, Kevin O'Connor, guy who does the ringers. Uh, the ringer's terrible, except for Kevin O'Connor. Please leave that place. But he did his big board, and he has Cameron, Cameron Thomas as the 10th best player. And I agree. I love Cam Thomas. I mean... If he just didn't make such stupid shots all the time. Yeah, the
1: NBA is like where he's going to be so good. I'm I don't excited. know. I mean, you know the Pelicans need shooters. Yeah, that's what he's we, a shooter. That's yeah. what he does. So, I mean, like he's a full-blown shooter. That guy don't play defense. He don't want to dribble. He wants to shoot. And, I mean, that's what you want out of a guy like that.
0: If the Pelicans draft a guy who shoots 35% from three on Thursday, I'm going to pull all my hair out. And it's already falling out, so I'm just going to speed <laughs> up the
1: process. I think um, that I think that overall they they just need a shooter, and as long as you get a shooter, I think everybody in that's a fan of the Pelicans could just have a sigh of relief and be like, all right, we'll just see what happens later.
0: Yeah, another another guy I mentioned earlier was Corey Kispert, who I think is, if I had to bet the most likely pick, he was a guy who at ten people were mocking to the Pel's, and I, and I felt like that was kind of a reach, but at seventeen, that's a steal. Oh, yeah, so, that's a super good pick. So, you know, you get Corey Kispert, Trey Murphy, Jalen Johnson, Kai Jones, not as much, Jared Butler, a bunch of guys who can shoot. Basically every guy I named except, I think, Kai Jones and then also Cam Thomas because he has four shot selection, shot above 40% from three last year. So that should tell you, like, yeah, that's that's who I'm looking at. Give me somebody who can that's shoot. What I'm
1: saying. It's just like you look at that and if you go watch game film with Cam Thomas and you just kind of watch him for a second, you're like, okay we can fix this guy. He is just an awful shot picker. He just thinks that he can make everything, which is like... Which you know, he can, kind of. Okay. At, to a point. To a point. It's like, okay, yeah, man, we get it. Like, you're a really deadly shooter. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you can't just, like, throw... You can't just, like, shoot the ball everywhere. You got to be open at least a little bit.
0: Um, You know, the Pels have... It's either three or four second-round picks. I couldn't find an exact number for some reason. Like, sites give me different... Numbers for some reason. Um, but the pels have three or four second round picks and you know, historically, second round picks don't matter, even though in this this past year we had a second round pick win MVP. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Hmm, yep. Um, do you think the Pels should kind of continue their whole we're just gonna go for shooters in Why the second not? round? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just find somebody. Find Dude,
1: somebody who shoots forty percent. I would say throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. You just go take you go get a shooting, you get a a point guard who can shoot, and you get a shooting guard that can shoot. Yep. And you just sit there, and you draft however many picks you have, and you just throw everything at the wall. And you're like, all right, we're going to see what you guys can do. And just put them in the gym and see who makes the most shots.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, if you know they're not ready early in the year, you put them in their new—did you see the new name for the Pelicans G League team? No. It's a great name. Um, so, like, you like, you know G League names, they have to, like, kind of relate.
1: To the to their so, organization, So yeah. they
0: named them the Squadron, which is what a, a group of Pelicans is called. And if you know anything about Alabama, they have a very, very strong aviation history. Yeah. So I, I love that they found something that you know relates to Alabama and the, the the team. But you could send them there for a couple months, maybe in a full year—you never know—and they could turn into something there. Yeah, get them I'm, the minutes
1: there. Look, man, I would love to see it.
0: Yeah, I like I like Joe Wisecamp. He's one of my favorite like second round guys. I could see them going out. I know they worked out Austin Reeves. He's a guy I like. He's not as much as a shooter, but he's definitely a guy that could help the Pels. And then Luca Garza. Who was probably the best player in college basketball last year, but isn't really much of an NBA prospect. So, um, all right, I guess that's it for basketball. Unless you got something else, we're about to talk about basketball again. Technically, Uh, that's the we're going to go into the Olympics. Um, There hasn't been much to talk about yet. It's only been a little less than a week. I think it's been like five days, right? Five days since at the time of recording. Um, So we'll go over some brief things. How good does it feel to have the Olympics back?
1: I do like the Olympics. I think it's fun. I love the Olympics so much. I I think it's fun just to kind of like, it's something to watch in the summer, and it's like, all right, well, football season's like, you know, a month or two, like a month and a half away, so it's like, let me just watch whatever, and you get into some random sports, you learn some things. It helps
0: make a boring time the summer, like sports-wise, more interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it just me, though? Overall, has the U.S. felt a little disappointing? Because I'll give you the updated, right now, medal count, we lead overall, which is not unexpected, we lead 25 to 21 of China, we have 25, but in gold medals, we're second, we're behind the host country, Japan, uh, we're tied with China with nine, Japan has 10. Is it just me, or does it seem like we've been kind of disappointing?
1: I think because a guy like Phelps wasn't racing and swimming, because, I mean, like, look, the two main sports and the two big medal sports are swimming and track and field. Yeah. And in swimming, we didn't have a guy like Phelps, and we put in a lot of like rookies who yeah. are in their first Olympics. There's and, uh,
0: no, there's no Phelps. There's no Lochte. You're, I mean,
1: Kayla Decky's ha- awesome though. She's yeah, awesome. Kayla Decky But so she, she was relatively new even in uh, Rio. Yeah, that was like her first, like real, like coming out being like a big shot. So
0: I mean, uh, the only, the only what like Caleb Dressel and Ryan Murphy are kind of your big stars, but like there for were a men's. couple girls who were uh, no, who yeah, was I'm talking about men's, because we were talking about Phelps. Yeah, you don't have that guy. Or yeah, that you can count on to go. Hey, go get at least yeah five like, or six yeah, gold medals.
1: Yeah, like go just win your race, like yeah. just win your race and go. So you don't have any of that this year, but it's going to change really quick when track and field starts because you know that like well Usain Bolt's not running, so yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> almost you Lord. can win you can win those races Ooh. now. So at least you feel good about yourself there. Yeah. So after that starts happening, we're going to start dominating the medal count.
0: I on. mean, we're still gonna we're still gonna end with the most, and I. You know, overall medals,
1: I think we'll finish usually the most the, gold medals. Okay, usually but. the country that would bring the most people would probably win the most medals. Exactly. I mean, we do bring the most people to the Olympics.
0: Yeah. So, you know, but it just feels like they they could be doing better. You know, they got a silver in, in gymnastics last night. Um, they've they've missed out on some of those Olympics uh, medals, although it started off great. I can't remember the two guys' names. Something, I can't remember the first guy's name, and then Jay Litherman, I think, was the other guy's name They got first and second. I was hyped on my couch jumping up and down. Uh, but it felt like overall they've just kind of had some missed opportunities.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot of more people, I feel like the Olympics got really hype recently. Mm-hmm. A lot more hype than it used to be, I feel like. And now I think a lot of people like that are like swimmers and stuff got like really into it. Because now they're like, I got a shot at this. And even like in swimming now, being 16 years old, you can qualify for the Olympics in some countries straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: speaking of disappointing, let's talk about U.S. basketball. What's been up with them? Why have they not
1: lived well, up to expectations? I think a lot of them like to complain, which is fine. But, I mean, <laughs> they just do. They, they, are they, were, they were complaining about Popovich, which is like fine, whatever. I understand that like you guys didn't have a lot of time to play together. Y'all didn't have all of this stuff, whatever. But, like, whenever you take a team full of superstars and everybody wants to be the superstar, problems start happening.
0: I think that's one of the main reasons they don't play like a team. They play like a bunch of guys trying to get contracts. I mean... You see it in the NBA, the guys that are up for like a contract year, so they suddenly start shooting a lot more, trying to get better stats. They all play like that now.
1: Yeah. They they play like they don't play like a bunch of like friends just like playing a pickup game, like just like, oh, we'll let you score, whatever. Yeah. They play like, no, I wanna be the best player and it's like, okay, you don't have to play so selfish, man. Just win the game. It's not that hard. Yeah, and
0: then the second reason I think the world is starting to catch up with the US in basketball. They're not there. They're not as good, obviously. We're always gonna put the numbers catching on them.
1: Up. But no, there are a lot better players than they used to be. I mean, back in the day you'd play um Mono Ginobili in and Argentina. Argentina, and then Patty Mills, and you play the Australian team, and you, you, you'd kind of beat up on them anyway because like, it's like one guy can't beat five superstars, so what's the mm. difference? But nowadays, more teams are better.
0: And then the third reason, I, don't, I just don't think uh, the USA brought their best team. Oh, well, that's obvious. I think a lot, of, you know, a lot of players that should be there aren't. I think LeBron, obviously, is another one. You know, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard's hurt, so he can't play. You know, Zion Williamson, hmm, if only they had a guy who could score through contact, which is what they've been struggling with. Crazy that Zion Williamson exists. Yeah, they... No, let's go with freaking JaVale McGee. Uh,
1: Yeah, a lot of them them didn't really want to play this year. I don't know if Zion didn't want to play, because there
0: never came out a report that he said no. He never... Like, why is Keldon Johnson from the Spurs? Because Popovich is the coach, but...
1: It's just uh the classic case of coach uh the classic case of coach's son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh okay. Um what's been your favorite moment so far?
1: I think there were two. Um the girl who won the first fencing medal for the US. That was electric. I'm not going to lie, fencing was really fun. And then that Lee Kiefer? Yeah, yeah and then the him. girl last night who won the 100 meter breaststroke, I think. And she was seventeen years old from Alaska.
0: Alaska. What was it? Oh, I can't remember her name. Well, she the, was awesome
1: though. Do you know what's funny about that though? They said there's only one Olympic sized pool in Alaska. Yeah, she,
0: she. Yeah, and then like normally she would train at a pool that was twenty five yards long. Like that yeah. was her
1: normal. And like. She just, she just like, got hyped and just tightened up and won, and it was awesome. And, like, the girl from the U.S. was the favorite, and then the girl next to her was from South Africa, and she was, like, also expected to be, like, a top contender. And then she just pulled out the last stops in probably, like, the last 25 meters and just tightened up and hit it, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. That was fun.
0: You know, there's been a lot of good moments so far. I watched... Um The triathlon, and there was an Austrian dude who was like who won by like a huge length, and he was totally unexpected. And that was super fun. I love watching like like Tunisia had a swimmer, just randomly win like what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's it gets fun like watching underdog stuff like that. Yeah, that's
0: the fun part. Um, I got you know I watched a little bit of archery, that was fun. Watch South Korea. Um, What sport have you kind of randomly gotten into that you didn't expect to? It was
1: it was it was either fencing. Or ping pong. It was mixed doubles ping pong. Which is awesome. Which was... It was really just kind of funny to watch because, like, I mean, they they are good. And they, like, it's crazy how fast they can, like, put spin on it and it hit it as fast as they can. And, like, the hand-eye coordination impressed me. Mm-hmm. And then fencing was got hype. When that girl won, yeah. I was hyped. It was awesome.
0: No one expected that. I got really into the skateboarding. First year, it was in the Olympics. That, that, was, was, that was super cool. fun. American got third, lost to this... I can't remember the Japanese dude's name, but he was absurd. Like, he, I think all four of his scores were nine plus. Um, but the women's was even crazier. The top two finishers, 13 years old. The third place finisher, 16 years old. <laughs> what am I doing with my life?
1: We're too old for that now. <laughs> we're too old to make the Olympics. Does well, no, no,
0: in the men's, they were all all older. Um, so maybe I have hope. Maybe I should start skateboarding again.
1: You give it a shot, man. Dang. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm impressed though. Being like there was a girl who was like 16 years old who was swimming last night and I was just like, man, I can't imagine I like, the imagine. pressure
0: of like, you know, of being like this young uh I don't know what to call it, but like a what what is it called when somebody's like a a, a wunderkind essentially. Uh an insanely good young young kid. I mean, that's so much pressure on you and then you deliver.
1: Yeah, Oof. that makes it better. It's just like, because like, you know you have your whole career ahead of you. Like mm-hmm. You're going to play in like three or four more Olympics. So the chances are going to be there and you're going to keep getting better. But to deliver on like the first blow is awesome. How
0: old was Phelps when he, because he swam in 2004, I believe. And he was like 16, 17. He
1: was like 16, 17. Yeah,
0: something like that. And then he would go on to be absolutely
1: nuts. In 2008, he went in Beijing. And he,
0: 2008, 2008 still the best Olympics ever
1: because of him. Yeah, he he was awesome. Like mm-hmm. he was really good. Anything
0: else you want to talk about the Olympics before we get into probably the biggest news?
1: LSU is gonna. I'm uh, not LSU. The USA is gonna dominate in track and field. I'm excited. I'm very hyped about that.
0: Yeah, because once swimming's over, that's when
1: track kind of starts, and
0: that's we also are very good at track.
1: We were very good at track. That's why
0: we win the medal count because we do those sports and not like those random sports that get you one medal.
1: Yeah, no, we go for like the big money ones. We're trying yeah, to win like smart. S- we're trying to win like six in a night.
0: That's smart. Um, so now we're gonna talk about. The biggest news, prop maybe in college football history,
1: with, with proximity to us, yeah.
0: I mean, this might be the biggest story in college football history. Period. Like, this is a huge news, and that was recently. It was revealed that Oklahoma and Texas plan to leave the Big Twelve to join the SEC. Um, at the, at this time of recording, uh, they have already told the Big Twelve they're going to leave after their twenty twenty five lease expires or whatever. Which, by the way, that's they're going to leave earlier than that, one hundred percent. Yeah. It and also they have officially said they are sending an in, or sending a, uh, I don't know what it's called, to, to tell the SEC they're interested yeah, in. Yeah, it's like a
1: formal request to join your e- conference or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that, that's going to happen, or that has already happened, and now it's just up to the SEC. Essentially the next step would be the SEC voting to allow them, and they just need 11 votes, You know, um, which they will get. Because only Texas A and M and Texas A and M might not even oppose because they might want to take a united front on this. Um, so it's going to happen. Uh, when you first heard the news, what was your initial reaction?
1: I kind of I kind of just laughed because I was like, "What is wrong with y'all?" But at the same time, it's like, "Okay, well, the Big Twelve is not really that great anyway." So it's like, Terrible. "Of course you want to." Of course you want to join a better conference and make more money. It's like, who doesn't want to?
0: I will say I predicted this years ago, and it's one of my proudest things ever, because like during my freshman year of college, when I, like a freshman does, you have a ton of time you don't know what to do with. I got really, really into like college football realignment history and learning the history of conferences, and back in like 2017, 2018, I was like, I think the most likely move when this happens around 2020, 2021, all the way up to 2025, when the TV contracts run out, and they're going to be conference realignment. I predicted Oklahoma and Texas were going to go to the SEC, and I was right. And I felt really good about that. Although when I first saw the news, I didn't believe it. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like nah.
1: I just kind of laughed. I was like, okay, like good for you, man. Congratulations, you were joining the SEC. It was,
0: is, isn't it crazy how quickly this all played out? Because like this apparently had been in the work for some say up to a year. The more common thing is over six months. I Since the know. beginning of the year, this hasn't leaked. That's that's, a, am, that's absurd.
1: LSU's guys must not be on it because uh, we're terrible at that. No,
0: <laughs> no, I think Texas A and M is the one who leaked it. <laughs> They're mad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they. I think that's what happened. I don't think. Uh, I think it was just so played so close to their chest that no one expected this to happen, and everyone involved, aside from Texas A and M, would have a reason to keep it secret. Um. So I, I'm excited for this. What happens? What do you think happens to the remaining eight Big Twelve teams? They're gonna scatter. I'm yeah. Guessing. So you don't think the Big Twelve survives? Because I don't either.
1: I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it just depends. They could go get some like bad, like some bad teams. They could Not go to the American. Teams. They yeah. They could go and get some play. Like go get some teams. But
0: you're telling me Tulane's gonna be a power five team?
1: Yeah. I mean, like that's the <laughs> thing. Is like you could probably you could probably sell big dreams to some some low teams, like some lower tier teams, like that. But I just feel like at this point. Like your two cash cows, essentially, like your two big name teams
0: probably make more than 60, 70 percent of the sports budget come from them.
1: Exactly. So like your your two biggest like assets to your conference just left. So now it's like, all right, well, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. So and I think that like if you went to go join a different conference, it would probably be a smarter new um, thing for your university to go like join the Pac-12 or something. Would be a better move for your university.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna die. I mean, I could, I can. I mean, they might. You know, when something's dying, they try as hard to keep it from not dying. You know, you don't just give in. So they might try and raid the American and go get Cincinnati, UCF, USF, Memphis, Houston.
1: Yeah, I mean, like those, those would. But work. I don't
0: think I don't I don't think that'll because then I don't think they'll be considered a power five anymore because they're just not on the level of everyone else.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I'm am sure they'll just like give it to them. If you bring in enough good teams, like if you just bring in some like there's some, there's some teams out there that the like The Big
0: you, 12 was already the worst conference. I mean, they were already the worst conference and then they lose their two biggest, best teams.
1: Yeah, but you could go and you could go find teams to make them look better. Like you could go find like mm. a team like Houston has a little bit of clout to their name. They they've had good they've had good seasons. You could go get some other people. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible.
0: Uh, I think they're going to die, and I think, I think the way this is going to play out is I believe Oklahoma State, Baylor, uh, Texas Tech, and TCU, essentially the remaining Texas and Oklahoma teams, are going to go join the Pac-12, which is something that almost happened. I don't know if you remember this, and in, in like 2010, 2011, when it was like Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Colorado, who eventually did join Nebraska, I think, and then another team. Another team tried to join the Big Twelve or the join the Pac twelve and form the Pac sixteen, but that ended up falling through. So it wouldn't be that weird for those teams to join. I think Kansas and Iowa State joined the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, I mean that would make the most sense for that.
0: They're both a. I believe it's called the AAU, which is like an academic institution that you have to be part of to be part of the Big Ten, which is why Rutgers is there. I'm excited to watch Rutgers and Kansas be in the same conference in football. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be very – can we do that as a cross-division rival?
1: Prime time. Put them on prime time, yeah.
0: dude. And then I think West Virginia goes to the ACC, obviously, and I think Notre Dame joins the ACC because uh, they're going to be forced to. I think the ACC is going to strong arm Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. And I could see
1: every, everything you said I could see. I mean, And then Kansas
0: State gets left on its own and is forced to join the American – but by, hey, by lucky coincidence, you know, UConn did just leave the American, so that conference is going to go from 11 to 12 teams, so now it fits perfectly. There you go.
1: Yeah, it would it would work. Yeah, it would work. We'll see. I think oh, a lot of crazy things are going to happen in the next couple of years because of the whole TV rights deal. It's so going to be of, absurd. There's going to be some lot of like more, it's not just going to be college football, it's going to be like the college football politics, it's going to be like behind the scenes kind of thing. Look, I gave you the lot.
0: simplest, easiest, most logical thing for all these
1: schools to do. Let's not
0: happen. forget West Virginia was in the Big 12. The most logical thing doesn't always happen.
1: Yeah, like, oh, and, it, like, it probably won't happen because yeah. you just know that, like, people got to play their games and whatever. So some crazy things are going to happen, and it's going to be funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you expect Oklahoma and Texas to officially... Sooner than 2025, I'll tell you I say tw- much.
0: i started the 20, 2022 season. I think they're going to be in, at worst, 2023. There is no way in hell they're going to be there.
1: Yeah, they won't make it to twenty twenty five. No way. That would that would just be absurd, don't you think?
0: Yeah, because like it's like You're staying in, with your ex. Well, you for left like five years well, after yeah. you broke
1: up. Well, you like left your conference. So, like technically, right now are they not independent?
0: No, they're still technically
1: in the big. Okay, club. so then okay, so then I guess it's not as bad as I think it is because I was just like, you left your conference. I was like, what are you going to do? But I guess they I guess they managed to figure it out. I don't know. Look, the
0: lawyers are going to the lawyers are going to lawyer.
1: They'll, they'll find loopholes and stuff. Yeah, they'll piece stuff. it together. Yeah. They'll piece it together. I'm not too worried about them, but it'll be fine.
0: How much do you think this affects the power, uh, balance of power in college football?
1: I think, I mean, the SEC was already dominant, so it's like, okay, now you're just more dominant. Let's Everybody make one
0: should... thing clear. The SEC is college football at this point.
1: Yeah, that's it's kind of like your super conference, which I kind of don't appreciate, but at the same time, it's whatever. I, I like mean... it because
0: I'm in it. If I was not in the SEC, I'd hate it this
1: yeah that's what that's probably that's probably the truth everybody probably hates this but like us because they're just like oh they get to make all the money well yeah of course we do we make, Look, we win the most there's
0: probably like 15 brands like big brands in college football now now the sec has like eight of them yeah georgia florida alabama auburn lsu texas oklahoma texas texas a&m like that's th- probably eight of the biggest brands i mean outside the conference what's left you have miami Florida State, Clemson, Ohio State,
1: Michigan. Kind of. They're not even like. Penn State. Yeah, no, they're a big brand, though. Penn Penn State,
0: State, kind of Michigan State, and like USC and Oregon. Oregon's getting up there. Maybe Stanford. Like, that's it. Stanford, a
1: couple years ago, you would say it. You have basically
0: half the all the the brands in college football yeah so. like the
1: biggest ones yeah for sure i mean you definitely have like outside of clemson and ohio state you have like the next like biggest brands mm-hmm. so yeah. you're fine uh, it's whatever if they do it great because we're gonna we're gonna beat texas and oklahoma anyway so it doesn't even
0: matter how do you think they'll do the divisions in the sec do you think they'll split it down the middle or do they, they'll do the pods
1: I think they should just split it down the middle. Don't do any, Don't do anything stupid. Like you know, like just keep it. Keep it simple. I you know? don't care
0: as long as we escape Bama. I'm a happy boy. That would be so funny. I know, right? It would be so good to finally escape Bama and never like or basically only play oh, them but, once every. But you know it's going to happen. Right?
1: You know it's going to happen. What? The moment we go to pods or like we split the division, whatever happens, Nick Saban's will be like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Going to retire. And then like they're going to be <laughs> awful. That's what's going to happen. But so they're going to be awful for like eight years, and then something crazy is going to happen next, and then they're going to hire some amazing coach, and then no. Oh, LSU and Bama got to play every year now. Uh, Something stupid like that's going to happen, so whatever.
0: How, um, you know, I think the pod's probably more likely, although I'd prefer them to just split it down the middle um, because it would mean we'd have to play Bama even less. Don't tell anyone. Um, (laughs) But uh, how does this affect LSU? I mean, assuming they're in a pod, they're either in a pod with, they're probably going to be with the Mississippi schools no matter what. Yeah, they're probably going to be Arkansas or Texas A&M. So how does that affect uh, LSU in college football? (laughs) <laughs> it sets you up pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a pod with Arkansas and the Mississippi
1: schools. Yeah, it sets you up pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Hello, to you. you're college pretty.
0: football playoff every year.
1: You still got to play more games. It yeah, really matter, but you're guaranteed some. You're guaranteed three easy, wins. Yeah, you're right guaranteed there. that easy money. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're sitting pretty. I'll give you credit there.
0: Yeah, no, I would be very, very happy uh, if they put us with Arkansas and the Mississippi's. I mean, watch them do something crazy and also put like. Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida in one pod. No, they would never do
1: that. <laughs> Nick Saban would never allow for
0: that. No way. No, I think they're more likely to get. I mean, obviously, I love, there's some like obvious things with pods. Like, Alabama and Auburn are going to stay together no matter what. Florida and Georgia are going to stay together. Yeah. Um, I think Vanderbilt and Tennessee will probably stay together at all. Uh, you know, I think if you're in state, you're probably going to stay together, except maybe Texas.
1: I just don't. I, just, I think it would be crazy for them to take away that Texas, a and Robbie. No, rank. it's been gone for a decade. Exactly, but like that's like the whole. Everybody wants it. Everybody outside of them too. Texas A and M wants to lose even more every year. That's crazy. To, to Texas, no. I don't know. I think I think it's actually like a close game every time because like neither of them are like you know dominant forces.
0: Do you think it affects LSU's recruiting at all to have Oklahoma and Texas? I think it makes it better
1: for you. Say, hey, we'll beat your school. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, you can do it in front of the recruits now. Yeah, yeah, you get free. You get the top. You get the top talent to go watch you uh, lose. Yeah, man, uh, I could live with that. I think mm-hmm. it helps you, honestly.
0: Well, I guess that's kind of all we have to talk about. This, this I, I'm shocked. This went shockingly fast compared to what I thought it would take. Um, anything else you want to talk about? No. Nah. All right. I guess that's where we'll end it for today. Uh, for Tyler Viso, for Nathan Long, for our producer David Robbins, this has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers.